Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good evening and welcome to yet another episode of Revelation of Revelation. Visit our website at revelationofrevelation.com. Learn about what's available through the blog, through a sampling of the book, an email book, or at say actually ebook and or a regular published book. Learn about it at revelationofrevelation.com. Tonight's episode is titled, Revelation Continued, Additional Proof and Truths that our Bible scholar of a half a decade or more, 50 plus years, and yet the truth revealed just years ago. And that's the magic of it all, is knowing this individual before this all happened and having a history of almost 25 years with Ken Vernon. And now, to see his eyes open to the truth, it is very simple and plain. It does not come from his words. It comes from scriptures. What other religious or Christianity movement do you know that you can listen to a half-hour program and realize you're listening to the truth. Very powerful indeed. And for this evening, we welcome Ken and look forward to tonight's broadcast here on Revelation of Revelation Radio, here on the talk show format, around the globe, instantaneous. Anyone can tune in now, live, or archived programs. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, Brooke. And welcome to everyone who has joined us tonight. Tonight I will begin by sharing what Brooke and I just shared prior to the beginning of the broadcast. I said it is amazing how we tend to forget the power that has been given to us at the time of the end when, as we are told in the book of Daniel, many shall journey to and fro and knowledge would be increased. Comparing this time to the early days of the apostles who had to journey by boat, by donkey, on foot, or horse and cart, all that effort, tremendous effort and resources that was actually needed to go and do 
and follow the commands that were given to all the apostles to go into all the world and preach the good news. They were given the Holy Spirit, however, to go and do that job. And we learn that from Luke and from Matthew. They were told not to leave Jerusalem until they received power from, from above before they would set out on their journey. We today, as I said earlier, we do this work from the comfort of our homes. Once again, due to that increase of knowledge that we find written in the book of Daniel, when many journey to and fro, we do not need to journey. This program goes around the world and is available to anyone, anyone, anywhere the Internet is available to them. We do not have any great expense to bring this program forward. It is all free of charge. And that's how the Creator works mightily in the lives of us human beings, even when we really don't have a true appreciation for what has been accomplished in the last 2,000 years since the gospel began to be presented. Tonight, we're going to look at uh, the book of Revelation once again. We will bring forward some scriptures that will help anyone who is not a Bible student, anyone who does not have the time to read the Bible, as Brooke and I have done over the last <laughs> 50 some odd years. We will share all that with you free of charge. That said, let me begin with some common mistakes that are made by the people who go to the Bible who wish to learn about any book. The book of Revelation is one that has garnered much interest over the years. If you go to your internet and use any of the major search tools there, you'll discover that there are more than a million commentaries that have been written about the book of Revelation. Yet, no one, absolutely no one, learned the truth about the book of Revelation. And it's very easy to understand why they did not. And here I'll share a couple of scriptures with you so that you know from your Bible why the book of Revelation has been a mystery all these centuries, more than a millennia, in actual fact. It wasn't until the uh, 4th century AD when Roman Emperor Constantine brought forward this religious group that he labeled the Christianity. Very few are aware that Christianity does not come from the Holy Land. But tonight is not the night for that. If you wish to learn about Christianity, 
simply go to our website, revelationofrevelation.com, and there are two articles that explain in detail with scriptures to back them up to show that Christianity is a religion that actually comes to us from Rome. Once again, having said that, I will share those scriptures with you to get you started so that you do understand that this program is of a most serious nature. And it comes to you, once again, free of charge. For that, I will go to the Gospel of John, chapter 14 and verse 15. And it reads, If you love me, you will keep my commands. Verse 16, And I shall ask the Father, and he will give you another comforting counselor like me, the Spirit of Truth to be with you forever. Hope you catch that. The Father will give to the believer the Spirit of Truth to be with the believer forever. It continues in verse 6, 17, even the Spirit of Truth, which the world cannot receive. Once again, we have the scripture that tells us that this is not intended or purposed for the world to know. The world cannot receive the spirit of truth, so whatever is written in your Bible, the world cannot come to the place of knowledge of the truth by reading the Bible. One must have the spirit of truth to guide us. In John 16 and verse 13, we are told that the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, which the believer would be given, would not only guide them into all truth, but also reveal to them events of the future. That said, once again, in Acts 5 and verse 32, we read the following. And we are his witnesses of these things, and also is the Holy Spirit whom God had given to them that obey him. Now, once again, that reinforces the very the knowledge that one needs to have before learning anything from the scriptures. You must obey him. It's not enough to simply believe. There are many who think that it's okay to just believe. Oh, as long as I believe, they would tell you. It doesn't matter. But it does matter. And once again, I will back it up with scriptures for you. In the Gospel of John, we read... The uh, in John eight and verse thirty one, Messiah said to the people who believed in him, "If you continue in my word, you shall know the truth, and that knowledge of the truth would set you free." Again, obedience is paramount at this time, in order to learn. The truth, as I read to you before from Acts 5 
in verse 32, which says, And we are his witnesses of these things, and also is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to them that obey him. In John chapter 1, we are told that all who believed in him, when he came, when he came to the Holy Land 1,900 years ago, 1,900 plus years ago, all those who believed would be given power to become children of the Most High. Again, we learn that that was not all there was. You must go beyond belief. He said in John 8, 31, to those who believed in him, those who would be given that power, if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth, and the knowledge of the truth will set you free. Tonight, in bringing to you revelation, I share those scriptures with you simply because it points, you, points us to the fact that the truth, which was not available to the world over all the centuries, is now available to us at the time of the end when Daniel was told, go your way, close the book, for the words are sealed until the time of the end. Many shall journey to and fro, and knowledge would be increased. That's precisely where we are. At the time of the end that many scoff at, many laugh at, but it's easy to understand. They do not have the scriptures which back up all those pronouncements that come to us from all the scriptures. In Habakkuk, regarding the book of Revelation, who would believe that the book is mentioned and the very tablets that we use today are also mentioned in the book of, in the book of uh, Habakkuk. Habakkuk was told that the revelation awaited an appointed time and that it speaks of the end. And the person with this revelation would make it available on tablets. Tablets that anyone can journey, whether you're on a plane, you're in your car, you're on a train. It's there for the people who are now being called. The people who are being called according to his purpose, as the Apostle Shimon mentioned in the book of Acts on the day of the Feast of the First Fruits, commonly called Pentecost, <clears throat> erroneously, by the people who once again tampered with the Scriptures. Now let's look at another, at another phase of the book of Revelation. In verse 1 in the book of Revelation, it says, The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave to him. Stop. There's a major problem with that line. First of all, it speaks of colossal 
nonsense. Here's a reason why it's nonsense. We look at the people at the beings called God, and we do so from John chapter one, where it tells us in the beginning, at the very beginning, there was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The scriptures there clearly identifying two divine beings. As we go through chapter 1, we discovered that the world was made by him. He was in the world, and the world did not have a clue who he was, including Pontius Pilate at the time prior, at the time of his trial prior to his crucifixion. We have information that was not available to the world simply because it was not available to everyone. And we have come to that crucial moment in the history of civilization, in the history of the world. A most profound event is about to take place next year. And for those let me share share with you one comment that I received at the website. One individual who read the article for Signs and Appointed Times, he had a very simple comment for it. He called it ho-hum. <laughs> now, that of individual, obviously, never read the scripture from Isaiah that says, To this one will I look. To him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembles at my word. Let me get back to my program. The fact that we, are, we have identified for us two divine beings in the Gospel of John, which clearly labels them as being there together in the beginning. Only divine beings, those two divine beings, no one knows where they came from. The scriptures nowhere says that. Except when we go to, Gen to Genesis, we are told that in the beginning, where the beginning was, no one knows. But from Genesis it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Did you catch that? It identifies one divine being. It says God created the heavens and the earth. But if we go to Genesis 1 and verse 26, we have a problem. Because again we read, and God said, let us, make man in our image and after our likeness. And there you have a contradiction with the word God, which in most Bibles appear to contradict what we find in the Gospel of John where there are two divine beings. The reason for this madness, 
which I will share with you right now, is the fact that the English translators of the scriptures took it upon themselves to misrepresent the names of these two divine beings. And once you learn that, all the mystery gets moved away. And I will share with you that information. Moses wrote the Bible in Hebrew, not in English, not in Spanish, not in any, any other language. Moses wrote in Hebrew. And what Moses wrote in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 makes all the sense in the world, and I will show you how it will, be. It will help you to see the nonsense that is written in verse 26. Moses wrote in Genesis 1, In the beginning, Elohim made the heavens and the earth. He did not write the English word God. He wrote Elohim, and the proper translation of that Hebrew word Elohim is the mighty ones. So if you go back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, and you translate it properly into English, it says, in the beginning, the mighty ones created the heavens and the earth. Immediately, that destroys the junk that is written in our Bibles in the English language in verse 26. Having showed you that the word Elohim means the mighty ones, then what we read there is, and the mighty ones said, let us make man in our image, which immediately throws all the mystery out of it. There we find, right there in Genesis, that there are two divine beings, and they call themselves the mighty ones. If you don't, if you are not familiar with that, you will forever think or go on the wrong assumption that there is one God. That is not true. They are one in that they are God, but there isn't one God. There are two of them. The mighty ones who created the heavens and the earth. Now we go back to Genesis to John chapter 1, <coughs> excuse me, and if you read it again, it should read, in the beginning, the mighty one who was with God, who was with Eloah, that's the singular form of the word Elohim, was with Eloah, and there we have two divine beings. On the cross, just before his death, he called out to the other mighty ones when he said, Eloah, Eloah, why have you forsaken me? The English translators of the Bible devised a word called Eloi. They did not have a clue what they were doing. If they did, they would have put the correct word there. But if you go 
to a proper English or a better English translation of the scriptures, I should say, you will find that the right word is in that place. In the Aramaic version, you will find it in the uh, Institute of Scripture version, and you will have no difficulty understanding that the Messiah, who gave instructions to all his apostles, who was actually called Emmanuel, not Jesus, the one who created the world, who told the prophet Isaiah that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. You will not find the words Jesus Christ in your Old Testament. However, back to Revelation chapter 1, we read, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him. That is the first and the major colossal lie that is written in the book of Revelation. Immediately, you can see that the people who concocted the book of Revelation had no respect for the Creator who came to his people back there in the first century and gave them instructions about eternal life. They treat him with absolute and total respect by calling him a name, Jesus Christ, which is not a Hebrew name. So, again, if you go back to John chapter 1, and you read it, and you see very clearly that what they are saying in Revelation 1, is that God, the revelation of God, which God gave to God, which is nonsense. They are both divine beings. One does not reveal anything to the other. They come from the same source, that same power that made it possible for them to create the heavens and the earth and all the universe, that we live on this one little single planet within it. For a colossal purpose, the Creator is reproducing Himself. So when we once again go back to Revelation chapter 1, we see that the lie that is posted there has served as a very, as a major confusion for all the world for all of Christianity. They are still not aware of the fact that that first verse, the first, yeah, the first verse in Revelation says, the revelation of God, which God gave to God. That is the absurdity of absurdities. That is born out of colossal ignorance. At the beginning of the book, the book of Revelation falls flat on the ground. It is not scripture it was never inspired it is not it is given to the people who are responsible for all the confusion that you will find in your new testament confusion that comes about as a result of those who 
fabricated the Greek version of the New Covenant writings, which they have presented as having been inspired in the Greek language. Again, another lie. Once again, I invite you to go to our website, revelationofrevelation.com. Read the two articles on Christianity from Rome. And you will see, plain as day, the trash that was put into your New Testament is right there for everyone to read. And you can learn almost instantaneously that the book of Revelation is a total fraud. And with that, I'll turn it back over to Brooke. Thank you. Ken Vernon, author of Revelation of Revelation, presented additional proof of scriptures to reveal the truth of the scriptures that have eluded for millennia because it was not intended to be revealed until this time, as Ken gave you the scriptures in proof of that fact. It was sealed up, the truth, until the time of the end. Seeking to learn the truth is what brought you to these programs in a live program or in our archived programs. And we invite you to email Ken with your questions and he will respond to you. Visit the website, revelationofrevelation.com and, of course, learn the... Go ahead, Ken. Go to contact. Go to contact. Just go to contact. And you'll be able to get in touch with Ken, and he will respond to you individually, personalized. And if it is a subject that the listeners would enjoy, he will turn it into another great program that can be here, heard, on top shoe format, which we talked about at the beginning of the program. How miraculous it is in these end of the days that this vast world has been shrunken to what we call the Internet and the message of an instant click on the key or voice is heard round the globe on this blue planet that we live on. Then there are those radio signals who shoot out into the space. Who knows where they go? The secrets of the scriptures are not secrets. They're there all the time. It was the truth that set them free and the conditions of which that was seeking the truth of which Ken alluded to in this program through scriptures that told us that for those who obey. And this is what we have to realize. We live in a a sinful world, but there is a lot of room in this vast universe for the sin. It's been talked about in any flavor of Bibles that you read. Sin, sin, sin and all the uglies that go with it. Here is a simplified message. We know that sin is forgiven. The way it is forgiven, various Christianity has different plans for you to be forgiven, and different ways to repent of your sins, and this is all simplified. We ask for simplicity. And simplicity has been made known through scriptures. No one can refute Ken or myself and what we say because we're not here as mighty ones. No, we're here as humble servants to bring you the truth that the scripture plainly reveals. 
We're not a popular format. We don't ask for money so we can spread this gospel across and around the world through this instantaneous format. No. You are seeking the truth. You are coming to this format. And for those few that seek and learn through these simple broadcasts, well, that's powerful beyond what Ken or I as individuals could ever come up with. It took masses of people and educators and people delving into the electronic age and making all these miraculous discoveries that then became the World Wide Web. It's just amazing. And the information does run rampant here on the Internet. Another great program, another great revealing. And for those of you who have tuned in late or on an archive program, join back regularly to check on the archive versions of our latest episodes of which we will be talking to you again, revealing the truth through scriptures. Until our next episode, have a good night. worked hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft lifelock ultimate plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement lifelock alerts you to identity threats you might miss and if your identity is stolen your dedicated u.s-based restoration specialist will work to fix it let lifelock help protect what you've worked so hard for save 25 percent off your first year on lifelock ultimate plus at lifelock.com aware terms apply